All right, guys, welcome to Behind the Bunker, episode 548, podcast 427. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening to us right now, you're probably doing so either live on Facebook, live on YouTube, or you're probably downloaded us as a podcast. So with that, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. With me tonight, unfortunately, we don't have Josh Zubizabrikis. Uh, he came down with the case of the Mondays. But uh, we do have Joe Kimson from Flaggerters Paintball. Hey, greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to you beautiful Behind the Bunker. I'm Joe. It's Garbage Night in Canada. And I'll turn you over to my friend Gavin. Who dat? Somebody who's not garbage. It's me, Garvin Sharma. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. And as I say every week, make sure you hit that like and share button and tag a friend or two. Uh, I've been lying to you for many, many episodes, but tonight I'm telling the truth. We actually have a good one tonight, and I think you want to stay tuned. Yeah, we do have a good one tonight. We have uh, Matt Crip pushing buttons and uh, live in Studio B all the way from, uh, where do we say it was? Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. Who we got? We got one and only Carl Markowski. I, I don't have it down as pat as you guys, so I have nothing to come in with except for, hey, what's going on? You've already ruined the show. <laughs> Way to bring that energy. <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome. So thank you, uh, Carl, for tuning in. Now, I will be honest with you, we really haven't had a chance to chat with Carl. We just kind of brought him in. We had a couple of technical things we were sorting out. So you're going to get to know him as, uh, as we are at the same time. Uh, so we're going to chat with Carl, uh, tonight we have a topic to get to. We have some of your mail time questions, uh, maybe a rousing game of prices, right? If there's time, we got lots to get to tonight. So, uh, stick with us. And if you, uh, can't stick out the whole podcast, uh, on Facebook and YouTube, because there's cat videos, download us that as a podcast. You can get us anywhere, Podomatic, iTunes, Google play, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, tonight we also have a vault segment and, uh, yeah, so we'll get to that shortly. Uh, so thank you for tuning in and uh, being with us tonight, Carl. Uh, what are we taking Absolutely. you away from? Anything? No, just, um, you know, I love talking paintball and I love uh, chit-chatting to fellow players and uh, community members. So this was uh, by no means a burden. Nice. Well, I thought you had said this was your lawn bowling night. No, not yet. That's that's Thursdays. <laughs> that's Thursdays. Good for you. Yeah. That's when I have microwave cookery. Um, so very good. And uh, so, if you guys don't know Carl, we'll get to we'll get to his bio shortly. He is uh, the host and curator of another podcast called uh, the Playing On Podcast. Um, hopefully, some of you guys had an opportunity to uh, to download that. How often are you live with yours? Uh, I get one up about every week or so. I, I'm. Am I not allowed? Am I not allowed to say? Uh, no, every time say whatever you, some, you want. Just some kind of connotations <laughs> like that. If it's you said you'll get one up, and we just rang the bell because it's know deemed if that inappropriate. Was a, a code for anything. No, no, no. It, uh, <laughs> so what the bell basically when it when a bell is heard, there are people at home that uh, watch us regularly that will take a drink. So be careful. Oh, nice. Uh, the chat will get nasty as the night goes on, and the dingers get uh, <laughs> more <Dingin>. commonplace. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, what are we saying before we said that? Yeah, so sorry. When when do you get a when when does yours go live again? I'm sorry. So I don't I don't do mine live. I do all mine pre-recorded. Uh, okay. But I do them about every week or so. I try and get one out. But um, uh, live to me is a little too hectic at the moment. You guys have it down pat to a T, obviously. But um, well, <laughs> this is only our 427th podcast or our oh, yeah, 550th show. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing this for Mondays for over ten years, so it's wow. uh, it is what it is. Is it five fifty? It'll be five. It's five forty eight tonight. Okay. Yeah, we 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 stopped celebrating milestones. <laughs> Now just kidney stones we celebrate. Yeah, we had a hundredth show. We had our five hundredth show. We had our ten year anniversary. Like we're done with with, with that. I, I think the the next thing that we'll celebrate is our last show, which is <laughs> yeah, likely this go. likely this evening. <laughs> we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. We don't normally have a lot of guests on our shows, Carl. So we're not as fluid as maybe you would be on yours when because you have an opportunity to sit down every week and talk to someone new and uh, yeah. So you, yeah, it's all good. You record yours. How much of, yeah. maybe not necessarily how much of it, but have you ever had to delete something before before you posted it because uh, there was a couple oopsies said? <laughs> well, I I have a little, you know. Initially, whenever I go in with a with a guest or anybody, I I pretty much tell them that I'm an open book as far as anything goes. I put a lot out there. Um, we all know the golden rules of what not to say and and kind of what we can dance around and everything but if something does slip or or or, or even if i think everything is fine but then a guest comes back to me and says hey man do you mind if you kind of like cut this out or whatever i'm completely fine with it so i really wanted to be as open as possible to to be as organic as possible and and also you know it too much editing means you're getting rid of somebody's you know who they are or their opinion or how they truly feel about something and and so i kind of lead in with that and i really don't have to edit hardly at all whenever i do these um and I, i've only edited probably maybe one or two podcasts and it was only one or two things yeah that's good that's good i mean really i mean you know the people you've had on i can't imagine you know on air they're going to dish too much I, I i i would enjoy it to be the fly on the wall in the conversation after you've stopped recording I'm sure there's lots of been uh, lots of things great said there. Yeah, there's there's always gems everywhere. I mean, I've had podcasts already where uh, I did one with a really good friend of mine and he drove two hours down. We did the podcast at my old work. We went next door to the brewery that was next door, had an awesome time there. I get home uh, the next morning. I go to upload the podcast and the file is corrupt. Oh, no. And it was, yeah, it was one of those. And then I've had others where my, my program wasn't recording. So it's, I mean, you know, all the great logistics that go into, uh, you know, recording these things are, you know, always lovely to deal with. Yeah. We've had, you know, we do everything live and obviously we've botched lots of things live, but uh, we've also had issues where we've gotten to locations. You know, we went to Dallas or not Dallas. We went to Washington and uh, half the camera set we brought just wouldn't communicate with our system. We later figured out yeah. what it was, and it was a real simple network switch we just needed to to, to deal with. But uh, at the time, we just we just made it work. And uh, yep. you know, it, yeah, what do you do, right? Um, that's, what, that's all you can do. You just gotta you gotta work with what you got at the moment. Hey, uh, we're watching you guys live in the YouTube comments as well as the Facebook comments. So if there's anything that you want to say to Carl, uh, nice say nice things or anything you want to ask uh by all means post up we'll try to get to uh some of those on on tonight's show um so do you have a day of the week that you guys uh that you release a your podcast or just kind of whenever so i try and record them on either thursdays or tuesdays um and then eventually get it out during the week sometime um i'm trying to get more in the habit of staying up a little bit later and just doing all the ads and everything on the back end uh and just getting it out that night but you know, by the time the workday is over, the podcast is over, the conversations are over and everything, I'm mentally exhausted. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it lingers for a little bit, but 
But yeah, usually Tuesday or Thursday. Well, I'm sure your listeners wouldn't like to hear that. It's like when you talk to, you know, a photographer that's at an event, you know, he gets home from the event after driving X amount of hours and people are already asking him, how come the photos aren't up? <laughs> Where's pictures of me? I want pictures <laughs> of me now. Exactly. Um, so you started playing paintball back in the early 2000s. Um, and your yes. first major uh, known team was the Tipman Effect. How, how did that happen? Like... The Tipman Effect were, back in the day, this is going to sound insulting, but they were like a decent team. How did you go from not playing at that level to getting to that level? So you're, you're asking, did you say they were not a decent team? No, they team were. Or Absolutely, they were. Decent, they were so are you asking how I got on a decent team? How did you go <laughs> from in a, being in a more roundabout <laughs> way? Kidding, how I'm did you kidding. go from being a noob? <laughs> yeah. Matt, make yeah. sure we edit that part out. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> It'll go up no, on Thursday. It, it, it yeah. bleep, we'll bleep it later. <laughs> so at the time, uh, seven man and ten man was kind of on its way out. It was slowly on its way out. It was right at the tail end. Uh, seven man was pretty much in full swing. And X-Ball was just now starting to enter into the scene. And uh, Tipman at the time had a ten man and seven man team. And what they were doing is looking for and to build an X-Ball team. And we had some rowdy kids that were working at the local indoor in Toledo. And I was fortunate enough to try out and make the team for the X-Ball team. Once that happened, I was able to convince enough people that I was good enough to like play on the seven-man team and then eventually on the pro team, uh, seven-man team. And that was like 2004, I want to say we went pro with the seven-man team and, and just kind of started just traveling even more and started really getting serious with it and i think at that time too my family started noticing something too because i was missing a lot of a lot of high school stuff at the time because i was also a baseball player i was a football player i was missing a lot of practices a lot of games and they noticed that i was taking it very serious when i started traveling i also don't understand how my parents let me do that like older strange men wanted to take me across the country <laughs> right and, like play these paintball tournaments and they that's no how it all start that's how it all starts that's how it all starts. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, they uh, fortunately let me uh, do so. And, you know, I couldn't be you know, happy with their decision. Yeah. So you played for Tipman Effect. And if memory serves, we've all played with the Tipman at one point in time. But you guys didn't play with Tipman's. You played with Tipman's on steroids, um, if I remember correct. I remember seeing some of the guns that you guys were, you know, later on, certainly. What, what did you have any sort of special special internal parts on yours so with uh other other guys definitely had like it was an intimidator yeah in a tipman body i mean that's literally <laughs> what it was um myself i was really keen on just using a manual double trigger uh 98 i would go in i'd sear the uh I'd, or i'd uh grind off the sear a little bit so it would trip a little faster so it was a little smoother i would do a few things to the manual because i just love shooting the manual because it was very much like one shot one pull kind of thing every ball matters um but then as this as the seven man thing started happening and loaders started coming into play like the halo was starting to get or that was introduced but it was just starting to become better and better and more prevalent i um i actually got the e-bolt oh. so that i i put through the e-bolt in there i wasn't big on like throwing a bunch of technology even at, through all my markers through the years through, i've never had a cheater board i never did anything i i always liked using the stock 
equipment because I felt like that's what we were, I had to make it work, right? Just like we were talking about earlier, you have to make it work. And, and I would just tweak that to the best I could to how I play. And um, for the 98, it was just getting that E-bolt and using that. And some guys put eyes on them, but that's why we had halos on them because they didn't have eyes. And we were just, it was honestly, it was awful because it was, it was like 90 <laughs> pounds. You have a halo with a full thing of paint and it sits off to the side. So you're kind of like doing this and the thing's like 10 feet long, but uh, it was, it was an interesting time. That's for sure. Yeah. How long would a marker last? Like that's obviously a lot of wear and tear for 98. Like, did you change Sears out halfway through the game? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, only, the only thing that would really um, happen is sometimes is the barrel, not the not the actual physical barrel, but the barrel. And I don't know what you would call it. I don't know. We, I the call power it the power tube, the power tube. There yeah, it is. Yeah. The power tube would crack. And because it, that was just, it was just plastic. Yes. Inside yeah. there. So you would you crack that power tube. And that was really the only time we we took those things apart is if a power tube broke. Um, because even even with the marker together, you can still put that little uh, finger ball detent inside of the gun. So if you shot one out, you could just through your you know put your finger on the inside and, and fandangle one in there. But, but that was the only time we ever had issues. I mean, there was guys cleaning them out with Mountain Dew, like they would take. <laughs> We had a guy. Like they would take the elbow you, off. And we just had a guy use Gatorade. Jeez. I mean, I preferred water, but right. uh, they would just pour Mountain Dew in it and just shoot it and clean out whatever. And yeah. Do you think they kept with all the caffeine in Mountain Dew? Do you think they would fire faster? <laughs> yes. Uh, absorb it, they were louder. And, acor and according louder, to Dennis Tipman, the um, power tube wasn't made out of plastic. It was made out of a space age polymer. Mm. Uh, Is that true? It, I didn't see him collected from space. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely earthbound. So you played with Tipman Effect for a little while and then moved on. You got picked up by Excessive. Um, yes, I, um, I was noticed by Excessive in the end of 2004. Uh, we played a seven-man tournament in Las Vegas. And at that event, just so happens, well, as you guys probably know, that amateur teams played pro teams right seven man so you at least got looks at pro teams um through the event and one of the teams was excessive and we had a diamond i believe it was the angel field there was a diamond always off to the side on the angel field and that was my spot off the break it was also thomas uh taylor's spot off the break i uh, ended up beating him to that spot um and we kind of duked it out, whatever. And then I, I don't know if we won the game or not, but I go back and somebody noticed. And after the game, Rich Telford came out to me and asked me if I wanted to come play for the team. And me being extremely nervous, not, not very good with, you know, the whole situation and everything and just not even knowing what to say. I told him that I was actually moving to Seattle and had talked to the Naughty Dogs about watching me so i might have an opportunity there and he said okay whatever and he walked away Ouch. and uh <laughs> yeah it was well because at the time too um i was i, I was like i want to play pro on a different you know on a high level team and i i had asked one of the owners of the naughty dogs to watch me if he was going to or not it was like a long shot thing and i was like just just come watch me play just to see if you'd be interested um not ever thinking that you know somebody like rich telford would come by and ask me to uh, play for his team or at least come try out. 
Rich might know that story better, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up uh, the next day being convinced by my entire team that it's a better idea to go find Rich and pray that he takes you back. Yeah, yeah. And I went back, I found him, and uh, he eventually led me to Maddie Marshall, and I gave him all my information. And from there, I was, I think, I believe it was in the next weekend after the tournament, I was flown out for practice and nice. started playing for him ever since. Now, I had an opportunity to talk to Rich Telford not too long ago, and I talked to him about you. He remembers that story a little bit differently. He remembers not saying <laughs> anything about the Naughty Dogs. He says that uh, you said, I will play with you, but only if I could bring my Tipman. Is that true? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was kind of a euphoric moment. I could have yeah. said that. Yeah. Well, you had all those extra power tubes. You couldn't get rid <laughs> That's of what I'm going to do with all these power tubes and baldy tons. <laughs> it, had, it, was a, uh, it was a demand that you carried at least two power tubes in your, in your gear bag. Every nice. Event. Nice. Um, yeah. So did you call uh, paintball tube something different so that you didn't get confused when someone says, do you have a tube? Yeah. Hey, what, what gun did you use when you went over to Excessive, by the way? Um, did, were you guys playing with Planet Eclipse at that point? So at the time, when are you talking about like when I went over and tried out? Like, did I try out with a ninety-eight? Oh, that too. Oh yeah, that too. I guess that's a yeah. better question. Yeah, answer <laughs> that one. <laughs> so uh, obviously, we had no choice in what we were shooting at the tournaments. So, but what a lot of us did was we we our backup markers were like we had SFT shockers, we had intimidators, we had all these things that we just you know used for fun on the side whenever we weren't playing for you know playing tournaments. But um, what I had was an uh, was a stock SFT shocker um, that I, I really enjoyed. To me, uh, the shocker was like the epitome, which and the automag, whatever kind of you know barrel marker that you want to look at it. That your single tube marker, um, it's like the epitome of a of a paintball gun, right? It, it's low profile. It's all one single tube. It's like it's the it's the, all the essentials that you need. Um, not that I'm like having an ad for a shocker, but just that that SFT shocker I felt like was just the most simplistic design and in utility in what you needed. Um, so that's what really attracted me to it. So I actually had that as my backup marker, and I, that's what I went and tried out um, excessive with. When I got on the team, that's what I used because we didn't have a a marker sponsorship at the time oh. because Planet was still in the works on the ego. Right, the Ego Five, I believe it was. Oh, okay. Um, so that was still in the works, and then I think the very next year in 05 is when they came out with it. Nice, cool. And then from Excessive, you moved on. You were with a couple other teams. You played with uh, Avalanche, uh, Infamous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aftershock. Who was who was your favorite home when you were uh, playing professional? Oh man, um. It's such a difficult question, right? Because they're 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 all such important eras in my life and in paintball in general. They're all they ha they all had their significance in um, in in my heart and in the different situations I was in uh, in life in general. So it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what it was because when I was playing for Tipman and I was playing with my friends, that was amazing because I got to go play a tournament, travel with my friends, come back home, talk about paintball, play more paintball, and then go play more paintball um, with everybody 24-7 that I hung around with. And then that time with Excessive was such a, a clay molding period of really me coming into, not even coming into my own, 
but just seeing how everything works from the ground up on a big professional team with big name professional players and to really kind of see how to play the game and how it how much it demands uh perfection and hard work and dedication and then playing for avalanche was cool because it was a lot of guys my age at that time in in the general vicinity uh so we were all hungry young really good paintball players and then playing on infamous i had a little bit of both i had younger guys and then there were older guys on the team and it was a good mix but it was also at the end of of paintball for me at a time because i actually had stopped playing the game at the end of 09 and didn't start playing again until 13 because i was very burnt out I, I felt like my my home life at home was kind of taken, uh, you know, taking a back seat. And if your home life to me isn't a priority and you're making everything else, you're only at the tournaments so many times a year, so many weekends. You're at home a lot more. And if you're not taking care of that, it was just starting to become a big issue. So um, I, I had to step away and then coming back and playing for Aftershock and just the relationships that I had with Bruno and Rennick and everybody and and the fighting and the and the uh, the physical fighting and and just the the fighting through the ranks and everything was was so meaningful too so and then also X Factor thrown in uh, there's just so many significant moments it's really hard to kind of pinpoint which one was my favorite because they all had their highs and lows yeah yeah do you miss do you miss playing uh, at that level right now I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you do something for so long, it becomes a part of you and it, it it's a character builder. It's it's everything. And it's kind of who you are and, and, and who it's this piece of you. And all of a sudden you're not doing it anymore. It, and uh, especially when you feel like you could or you can. Yeah. Uh, and, and now with the 10 mans, it gives you even more false confidence that you can go do it because it's like, you know, you're playing 10 man. Um, yeah, every day. And I, I really, I truly think about it, especially now with now having a, a private label marker from Planet Eclipse coming out with that again. And then having some uh, some other things come out. And it's just, yeah, every day. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know what? We've got you for the show. Um Joe just gave me a look and said, uh, what about my vault segment? Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep Carl with us. We're going to ask him some more questions. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play uh, Joe's from the vault segment. When we come back, we're going to have some uh, questions as well as some mail time questions that we're going to get from you guys. And then we may even get Carl to help us with our topic tonight. And uh, we'll get to that uh, shortly as well. But we'll, uh, we'll be right back as soon as, uh, as soon as we're back from the vault. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball, and I show you something that's pretty old, something that's pretty neat, and something from my vault. Today is no different. Today I'm going to show you the Genuine Evil Pod Pack. This is a three, plus I guess it would be considered a two, so you could carry two auxiliary uh, pods in these little side elastic enclosures. It has a little side pocket on the side for maybe... This even predates a microfiber cloth, maybe a pocket watch or a folding red squeegee. It's got some finite adjustments so you can get it nice and snug. Uh, the pods inside, of course, are brand new. These are Evil Pods. They're smoked colored Evil Pods and the logo can be found on the lid. So these are pretty cool. So this would, um, would have been brand new in the day. I, I think it's probably 
2005 or 2004 vintage but it's pretty cool got the e on the belt as well uh thanks for watching from the vault and we'll see you next time pew pew All right, guys. I just uh, taught it's uh, you. Just uh, that was my vault segment, and don't forget to uh, follow Sandbaggers on TikTok. Yeah, if they're gonna wear a behind the bunker patch and throw an Olegay smoke grenades, well, then 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 they should eg eg all the way. Uh, that that was my um, evil pod pack. That in case I had a foray into tournament uh, uh, paintball, I was gonna use that. And I th what what year do you think that was? Two K evil that evil. Five, six, five, five. It's pretty. I would say five. That was like their first generation pack, and then those evil smoke pods. Because we had evil pod packs as a sponsorship first, and then they shorted us. They gave us evil and extreme rage the following season. Oh, and boy, was there some rage! Uh, extreme. extreme, extreme. You're just extreme jealous rage. you didn't get a blue extreme rage ball cap. <laughs> I'm so very I still jealous. think we have a hundred of those. Kicking I don't think around. we have a hundred. We have a few. But anyway, that <sighs> that that pod pack and those pods. That's kind of cool. It's a neat a neat piece of um, paintball memorabilia, if you will, that came from the vault, and it was in pretty much pristine condition. I wouldn't wear it for paintball because it would ruin it. It ruin the resale value. So there you go. Andrew Woodyard in the live chat says 2004 too. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, and it wasn't extreme direct damage, Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. Hey, uh, Sunshine State uh, event happening of the NXL that's happening up uh, in March. In just a couple of weeks, they released their field layout. I'm sure most of the people that are playing there have already uh, seen it and are playing it. But uh, I'm pretty excited. Traditional snake with big blocks in it. And uh, the Doritos look interesting, too. I'm, I don't know if I really like that, but we'll see how that plays out. It looks like a scenario field. It looks almost fun. Yeah. Um, we have Carl Markowski on the show tonight, and he's uh, one of the guests in the Iconic Paintball Team Season 1, Episode 8 of uh, Avalanche. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. Head on over to paintball.media and check that out. Carl, have you had an opportunity to see that yet? This is news to me. What is it? Oh, okay. Uh iconic paintball teams documentary series if you go to paintball.media they have uh a um uh, they feature a new team every month and this one mm -hmm. is avalanche and i believe you're you've got oh, a mention in that yeah. yes uh, so make sure you guys go and check it out and uh they worked very hard on that i'm surprised you haven't you know check your mailbox for that royalty check i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I remember getting tagged in it but i thought it was I got to look more into stuff. I thought it was just like something that they were getting ready to do. Oh, I didn't no. know it was actually out already. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be the one that says this, but they bashed you hard. Um, so you'll have to That's go okay. watch it and see. <laughs> That's most of the content. <laughs> um, this sent in from uh, little Joey Kimson. This is uh, directed at George. Hey. hey, I would love a Ch pair of those. Kentucky fried chicken Crocs. Chicken Crocs. There you go. And uh, since we're on the croc binge and it's edible, what about this one? This one's from uh, Jacob Palomino. Uh, this is a Why? edible. 
Why? Tier, is that a tiramisu crock? I think it just looks, I think it's bread, and I don't know if those are little butter patties on top, but uh, oh. either way, it just Why? spells out deliciousness. Oh, it is. I look, yeah, from this, looks like it's baked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the godfather of paintball, or sorry, godfather of uh, YouTube vlogging, Casey Neistat, uh, had, was on a video last week of Dan Mace's channel, and they, were, uh, they took a. Uh, super duper 4k slow-mo cam and we're doing some things they were popping enola gay smoke as you can see and uh, here just a couple of screenshots from it and uh nice shot there why i bring it up why does it matters because casey's one of the he's got 12 point something million people that follow him so it's a big deal when they show some of our our paintball things and there's dan shooting him with paintballs in super slow motion as well if you guys want to check that out uh, head on over to Dan Mace's channel. Uh, but yeah, good. No, another step ahead for advertising paintball in the mean, mainstream. And this, I wanted to show you guys action scenario events. Our good friend Ryan Sexton has this Tiger Stripe JT hoodie uh, up for sale. If you guys go over to the bro Brigade program and follow the links. Um, and one last uh, thing in the news. Happy Holton sent this in. This is uh, Take the Town 2022, Saturday, August 27th at PNL Paintball. If you guys are in that area, make sure you guys check that out. They have a town? They have a town. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Take the town. All right. Why don't we move into uh, Gavin's segment? It's mail time, ladies and gentlemen. The time where I get to rip open my sack. And read some of the correspondence that you have sent in. Uh, ding, ding, ding. I love this. You know what? You, you, you're like I a kid with a brand face. new toy. Damn like, right. All these damn little features now. I'm just going to wait until you uh, get it out of your system, and then I'll move on. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the first question comes from us from Ryan McGee, longtime uh, watcher, longtime many question asker. Uh, and he wants to know, um, what kind of boots do you guys recommend now? I know you guys have had sponsorship with Altama and Altai uh, previously, and I'm curious as to what you guys favor. So, what do you think? Uh, let's go around the horn. I mean, it's a smaller horn today. Well, Joe, what do you think? What what kind of footwear do you recommend for people? Are you? Um, uh... I'm wearing a pair of. I have a pair of Altama or like Belleville Altam, Belleville or Altam, the Gore-Tex U.S. military one. I have. I just got a pair of Oakley Elite boots, and. Um, <laughs> I got from George Hay last year. He had, he got me and ordered them for me, and he shipped them to me. I got a nice pair of Solomons. Oh, nice. nice. So that's, you know, I, I like my Oakleys. They're pretty light. And then um, the Solomons. And before I answer, I'm going to say, George Hay, you're only encouraging Todd. <laughs> 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 Leave him alone with his new toys. He doesn't. We don't have to show them all tonight. Sorry, who's who's if speaking it gets right excessive, now? Excessive. I can turn it off. On my <laughs> it is like so, somebody put oven mitts on him so he can't hit his switch. Uh, you know what? It's fine. It, it sort of brings new life into 534, 42 Absolutely. shows or whatever this is. Absolutely. Um, so you're sorry, Altama. I'll, I I have a pair of Altamas and I have a pair of Belvilles, the Gore-Tex ones, and I also have. Um, a pair of Oakleys that I wear, and I'm going to wear my Solomons to the field this year. Carl, when you're out playing, maybe not necessarily speedball, let, let, let's say you were to go on to the, the recreational field, what are you wearing for footwear? Are you still wearing cleats, or are you wearing some boots? Oh, yeah. I'm wearing cleats for sure. I mean, the only time I'm probably not <laughs> wearing cleats is when he's wearing if I'm crops. not on a paintball field. I mean, it'll always be 
it'll always be cleats. Um, but if I'm not on the paintball field, I like a wedge style boot. Hmm. Like a pump? <laughs> <laughs> Something well, that d- does adds well a couple extra inches to you or <laughs> and the runway. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh well, it's I, I don't like a big heel on on like the work boots. I just like a nice flat like wedge okay. and uh, a, like a leather bottom uh, on okay. top. And yeah, I, I'm sorry. I when I, I don't know footwear very well. When he said wedge, I was assuming like like a woman's shoe where they have Todd like was a, thinking like a piece of cheese. That's yeah. all he thinks about his food. <laughs> I, I put lifts in my shoes. Carl, do you, uh, have, do you have a favorite <laughs> brand of socks that you prefer? Is there anything? Well done. (laughs) So I don't have a favorite uh, brand, but I have a favorite style, and it's like mid calf. Oh, mid length. Yep. So I, if if I'm wearing boots or cleats or anything like that, um, it's always going to be like mid calf. But if I'm wearing something like Hey Dudes or some kind of like uh, tennis shoe with like shorts, it'll always be like the uh, the low brim socks. Now there's a there's an American made brand that's made it made in Vermont, Carl, that does provide. You with both of those specific styles of socks that you have sought after and it's um the company's called darn tough you should have a look darn tough darn tough yeah, lifetime yeah. guarantee <laughs> all right D- darn toot and i'll check them out you, you do that all right so for me uh what i like to wear is all of the uh, the manufacturers that we already had so uh my muddy boots uh early season late season are my altai um although we had the first generation, and the soles are not really great in the winter. Um, you will find yourself on your bottom more often than not because of uh, how hard the uh, the rubber gets. And um, for my regular play is my Altama, the the Foxhounds. And I've just recently acquired a pair of original SWAT, which I will use for hiking. So I've got a nice uh, nice variety I can I can go to. I'm hoping to need a everyday at the field shoe. So my, my everyday shoe, you can see uh, at the studio, is my Altama Maritime Assault shoes. So those are perfect for outdoor. If you have amphibious activities, I like to do a lot of canoeing, so that's my canoe shoe. Can you canoe? <laughs> I can canoe. My canoe shoe. My canoe shoe. <laughs> nice. Yep. All right. Uh, and Ryan McGee, he's got a lot of questions, although he watches the show every week. Uh, he wants to know, what advice or tips would you give to somebody who was looking to start their own scenario team? Oh. Yeah, that's a good question. You want guys, first and foremost, that come to your field every week. You know, uh, guys that were already going to be coming out. Because the worst thing to, you know, the worst thing is having a team that, you know, they don't play very often and you're wanting them to and they're not by nature coming to the field as often as possible you want someone who has a job that's a big one and depending on if you're a garvin probably somebody with a car (laughs) that can drive you yes sir yeah yeah i don't know joe any other tips for starting a scenario team um certainly like-minded people like-minded people people that you know I guess that have the same interest in you. And I, I, you know, I, I think that's probably where to start and then have a passion for paintball and, you know, like, you know, like what you like. Uh, yeah. Find somebody you want to hang out with. And yep. you know, if you're playing scenario, I'm, I'm assuming it's non-competitive, like, well, at least more bragging rights than anything else. Just find yeah. people you want to hang out with. You know, you can learn a lot about somebody if you stacked 12 guys into a room, yeah. you know, uh, where you're, you're sharing, sharing bed space and closet space and uh you know if you're traveling multiple hours with people you just want to have people that you can tolerate for for more than a couple of days carl let's let let's talk names here 
but what mm. teams were you on where you didn't like the guys you were on? Doesn't it make things hard? You know, you can use names, you can use teams, but <laughs> no, but if you don't like the guys you're with, you're shacking up in hotels, you're, you're sharing a comedy, uh, travel, you know, you're on planes, you're in cars together. Makes a big mm -hmm. difference, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think there's within those teams you have your cliques and not necessarily like we only hang out with these guys but i mean you, you normally hang out with people that you get along the most with uh for the most part i mean because you're not always hanging out with all 10 or all seven of the guys all at the same time all the time um so if there if there were people which there there might have been people that i didn't get along with that great um it's you just kind of deal with it like how you would you know anything you just kind of you when you talk to them you talk to them when you have to and it's just kind of one of those where you deal with it but it's like a co-worker if you're with a co-worker or even somebody that you podcast with or do a radio show with you just deal with it for the time being and you just kind of make it work and you because you're a professional right you just yeah. you you go in you go to work and you just you make it happen yeah um it's like Gavin. Guys, when we're done here. Gavin just walks out a separate entrance and doesn't even say anything. You beat me to the punch because it's, that's <laughs> my experience every week walking in here. It's only Matt the Crypt that I enjoy company with. We had to put a second that's door nice. in the studio. <laughs> Drops well, here's, his a here's a grenade. You can just. <laughs> oh well, Carl. I see you've got a Planet Eclipse banner in the uh, in in your background there. Did you know that Planet Eclipse? Every game, bunker, or gunfight has a story. Now it's time to pull the trigger on a Planet Eclipse product. Whether you are storming the beach or laying the snake, make sure you uh, your story has a happy ending. Planet Eclipse, creators of happy endings. Plumes, puffs, and clouds. EG Smokes give you the cover, color, and contrast you need. If you're taking pictures in the picture, you want to be out of the picture, pull a pin on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Because Casey did. Arabs, inflatables designed to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured in America by Brent Davis and his crew, nothing can beat Arabs. Their thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, they have multiple color and print options available. So don't ever let your game be deflated. Get Arabs at Arabs.com. I'm so unprofessional. <laughs> so apparently Rome was not built in a day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages. Everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use this promo code BTV15 to save 15% on your next order. Exalt, often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. It is tournament ready, battle proven, and available worldwide. DLX Technologies, inspired by the best, DLX has created the new benchmark in high performance markers with the TM40. The evolution continues light, sleek, and fast. The TM40 only available at DLX. Uh, from boondocks to boulevards, whether you are sidewalk surfing or tra blazing a trail, one wheel leaves you riding to you. One wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go. Day or night, use the promo code BTB10 for 10% off at ride519.com. The ride tools for the job. Engineered personal grooming tools that provide skin-safe technology, powerful performance, wireless charging, and all-conditioned waterproof performance. Use the promo code BTB20 to save 20% on, on your Manscaped purchases. There you go. Carl, if you're uh, leaving the show later tonight and you're thinking, you know what, they talked about that Manscaped product. It sounds pretty good. I could use some Manscaping. 
Head on over to manscaped.com and put BTB15 and you get 15% off and you will thank us. I will give you one better just for you this evening, Carl, and to everybody else in the world. It's BTB20 where you get 20% oh, off. Oh, nice. That's, That's right. even better. I am hooking you up this evening, sir. Way to pay attention. This is why you get this extra side door, <laughs> jerk ass. <laughs> I feel like you guys are reading those just to me. I felt special. <laughs> Didn't we, we were. Didn't you? Well, we love our sponsors. If it wasn't for them, we couldn't afford to be here, quite honestly. We'd be buying KFC Crocs and... Selling yeah. them out the back door. Yeah. There you go. How sweet are those one wheels? They're, dude, they're awesome. And they have a new one coming out uh, in May now. And uh, they just released it today, the, the, the uh, delivery date. And people are going batshit right now. People are pretty excited. Oh, man. It's like when, uh, you know... Planet Eclipse announces a new gun. Everybody just yeah. goes ballistic, and that's what happened today uh, when they dropped the info. So, yeah, you got to try one, my friend. Find one that has one in your area and get on one. They're fantastic. Yeah, they look like fun. They look yeah. very dangerous. Just make too. sure like, that you don't have anything that you physically need to do in the next couple of weeks in case you take a couple of spills, because you will when you first ride them. But uh, and we're losing a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> They're dangerous. <laughs> You get free wrist guards with every purchase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they're 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 pretty they're pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I've been I've been following them from the beginning, and I've I've always wanted one, and I always thought they were such a cool idea. I mean, just such a cool way to travel, and um, because I I snowboard too, or I haven't in a while, but I used to snowboard, and uh, just the way you can carve on them and everything. I mean, it's such a great piece of technology. Well, I have a, I have a, a friend, and he and his uh, wife they snowboard a lot, and when they picked up the one wheel. Uh, they did this summer, and it only took them like a few hours, and they got the hang of it. Uh, maybe a little too quick, unfortunately, but they 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 were on it, and they they've been they they love it. Um, whenever they're traveling now, or going to paintball events, they're always trying to find places or houses or or where they're staying uh, that has access to trails. Um, nice. So yeah, it kind of changes change, changes how you look at uh, you know you you look for every excuse you can to find a, to ride one. Yeah. Um, Gavin, you have two more questions. Why don't we get to those before we... Uh... Yeah, I'll jump. Uh, I will read a couple more, then I'll cinch up my sack and uh, save the rest for later. Uh, so one has a political one, and it's uh, from Garrett Green, and he wants to know, how much do you expect that Red Legion or other Russian players will be affected by the current events? Oh, boy. I don't... Oof. <laughs> Um, I'm tugging on my shirt collar right now. Well, I know there's a, if, if we look at other sports, there's been some uh, some strong pushes to sanction uh, players uh, from, from from Russia. Um, Does Russia have a team still? The Legion, you mean? Are like, the, yeah, is the Legion still a team? Or I, I thought they, I thought maybe there was a rumor that they were no longer this year. Carl, can you confirm or deny that? Does Russians still have a pro pro level team? So last I heard, they do. Okay, and that was that was recently. They okay. just they just sanctioned Russian athletes in FIFA and uh, soccer and stuff. Hockey, international hockey. Yeah. So you know, it's, I'm not sure, but you you may there you may find some export restrictions and limitations on paint like Prochar and other stuff coming into the United States. I'm not picking on Fedorov, for example. No. He's the only gentleman that just jumped off the page for me right now. But it, does he live in the nor in North America or does so, he reside? So I was wondering, like, if they were Russian players who they're likely in the in the states already, right? Training uh, and getting ready. So my my wonder if they if they're banned from playing, um, that leaves in a really vulnerable spot because how are you going to travel back home as well, right? So yeah. um, I, I think in an abundance of caution, many people are um, are sanctioning Russian players and, and Russian athletes, uh, but also 
how easy how easily is it uh, to be uh, to, to get to events and I can't imagine it's going to be quite easy for anybody from uh, coming from Russia at this point yeah I don't know I mean it's gonna probably get worse before anything gets better I, I, I would agree Carl yeah. do you have any thoughts or on that or so so you said they're they're sanctioning players yeah. uh, so the, the, and, the, the, like so in teams and stuff yeah correct so right now uh, I know there's a big push in terms of um, not only pro but amateur uh, sports uh, sanctioning uh, Russia from playing completely. So individual players and teams, um, there's a big, big push in uh, at least petitions. Uh, each sport is slowly trickling and coming on board to to be quite consistent with uh, preventing Russian players from uh, competing. Right? Yeah, Russia's not. They're not allowed to play in the World Cup of Soccer. Their matches, the teams have refused to play against them. So they've been Russia's been booted out of FIFA. And you know, so so up. regardless, so regardless of the players. Uh, political standpoint just because Correct. they are from Russia Correct. we are we are people are having sanctions against them in what they do regardless of whether or not they are for or against what Putin is doing Correct. That's correct. Just uh, because so the, the, guilty sorry, by ahead. association that and the, the thought is that when these people are impacted they will petition their government uh, to have increased pressure into standing down, right? So uh, that's why all sort of Russian business, um, their banks, all of that stuff has been uh, the, the sanctions and really just trying to remove any involvement to put additional pressure. So anytime there's conflict, obviously, uh, those people who have nothing to do with it are oftentimes in the receiving end, right? And so this sounds like an example of that, uh, that, you know, athletes who may not share the same political philosophy or idea or, or maybe completely opposed to it. Yeah, uh, they are prevented from competing. It's the same thing in the Olympics that just happened, the Winter Olympics. Russia wasn't competing. They were, uh, it was like the Federation of, like, they weren't yeah. under yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, under, it like was, wasn't under the Russian ROC. flag. ROC. Yes. Yeah, Russia can't even compete in Eurovision this year. Right. No. So it's like a new age concentration camp that we're putting these Russian players and athletes and everything in. Um, I mean, in a sense, right? We're, we're collecting them all or, you know, digitally, we are collecting them. We're not allowing them to, to participate in anything and sanctioning them off from anything. And just like, like, I'm trying to think of what was it like? Was it uh, World War? Was it World War Two? that we started all, all the uh, the Asian U.S. residents, we actually started collecting because we thought they were spies and we were putting them in concentration camps. You, 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 you put the, Japan, the right? Americans put the Japanese in internment camps same after the they... Same after, with Canadians. Same with the Canadians yeah. after they bombed Pearl Harbor. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's... Man, it's so... tough. Like, it's such a weird, touchy subject because obviously not everybody agrees, whether you're Russian or not, or, or any... We, there's people who very wholeheartedly do not agree with what the government russian government is doing for sure no. and unfortunately there's so many people that are getting punished for it obviously the ukrainians um but it's just it's uh, guilty by association is such a tough touchy subject but it's like one of those things where you, you kind of do it because you think it's going to work because there's so many fingers and things that all these other countries are doing that you can kind of slowly start cutting off to yeah. try and get to the head and it's just it's just such an unfortunate situation uh, agreed agreed yeah. and you know we're not going to be able to solve this here too but uh, i think it's one of those things we're going to have to uh just stand by and watch and see how uh how the world responds and and uh and how, how russia responds as so well. an answer to his question we don't really we don't know no yeah we don't know yeah. and, and, and it's, yeah. still, it's still really early so uh i think we'll just leave it at that and it might sort itself out before the season really starts 
All right. So yeah. we know what, one more question before I send up my sack. I, I did say only two. Uh, and this one is pretty timely. And it is from, I think, the Instagram world where it is, it's Kydog. It's Kydog. I want to know um, because of the petition is so close, and he's making reference to the Flag Raiders petition. Oh, do you know how close it is? What are your plans for the future Flag Raiders? So, why don't you give an update, Joe, on where the petition is? The petition right now is at seven thousand four hundred ninety-nine. I'm hovering. I'm hovering on that right now. So we need one more one more person to sign the petition to get the seventy-five hundred. Um, we are our planner and our team are are ready. Are are pretty close to making uh, some sort of um, submission. So we'll see where we're at. We'll have more information in the coming weeks. I hope it's been dragging on for over a year. Carl, you may not know, but Flaggers are. Our paintball field is homeless right now. We're searching for a new location. And as you know, um, municipal politics moves at a very slow rate. And um, mm. we're having difficulty finding a location that's suitably zoned. You just can't go into a forest and just, you know, start maneuvering. Yeah, Right. So. In, in answer to his question as well, I will say that Joe and I have been off for a, over a year now. <laughs> and we've been planning this. So when we have a go-ahead... Believe me, Joe and I have some visions of pretty good grandeur. So hopefully we'll be able to pull off what we've been dreaming of. And we've now moved flag raiders four times. Yeah, this will so be yeah. This will be the the last time. I, I'm done, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. But what I'm saying is we've learned things from like, you know, how we run groups and build scenario fields to, you know, parking and traffic flow and staging to you know, our speedball fields, like all, all of that stuff, every lesson we've learned is going to get implemented in this one. And hopefully this will be the last and best field we ever built. So Flaggard is 4.0. And yeah. you know what I've learned? Mm. I'm not 20 anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I just put the link up there for anyone who hasn't signed a petition. Feel free to sign the petition. Hopefully we can get 7,000, 7, yeah, 7,500 tonight. And then, oh, it just turned over. Someone just signed it. All right. There we go. Hit the milestone. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, and uh, stay tuned for more information on the uh, transpire, what transpires at the Flag Raiders world. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to cinch up my sack. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or queries or anything you'd like to know about the sport of paintball, uh, boots, socks, you name it, uh, set up <laughs> the show, BehindTheBunker.com, and we will try to address it here on Mail Time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Carl, I've been wanting to ask you this the whole show. And before we get too close to the end, I want to talk to you about it. Talk to me about H2K. H2K, man. Uh, that was, stands for hard to kill. And it was pretty much something that I had started back early days of, of Tipman Effect. It was it was mostly a mindset for me. Um, that's what it started off as. Was That's how I wanted to play was to be H2K, right? It was just be hard to kill. Um, be a thorn in the side of whoever you play against be a uh, a barrel swinging demand point on the field and i just wanted to kind of build a brand up from there and i'm slowly kind of integrating products and trying to build the brand back up since i've uh, since i've retired and 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 yeah that's kind of slowly where we're at right now nice nice um and you just released a couple of uh of paypal markers that i saw were sold out already Yes, so I have so that design was actually on a uh, on a Geo three point five uh, that I made, 
and I decided to bring it back for kind of like a retro reboot because through the years I've had a lot of people ask me if I still had one um, all the time actually and uh, been talking to Planet was like hey you know would you like to do kind of a you know, didn't know if you'd be interested do like a retro reboot with an old design throw it on a newer marker see what happens and uh, and yeah we have we have the LV 1.6 out right now uh, that is actually sold out we only made 19 and we're getting ready to make 19 of the Geo4s uh, which are pretty much all accounted for. Now, what about, and again, you're welcome to this idea. There's there's no commission on this. What, what about an H, H2K branded Evil Omen? They still make those? No, that's why I want you to re- come back out. Maybe someone oh. can make them successfully work. I just do them on newer markers. Ah, yeah, but think <laughs> if you can catch that retro market, right? Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll come out with a... Um, like an H2K Revy. Nice. Ah. And make sure that it uses the same plastic where you can literally step on it and it won't break. Yes. Oh, yeah, the spongy kind. Yeah, like I half still have rubber, half plastic. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> my cat just jumped into my jersey. Yeah. I She's think insane. all cats have a screw loose, and every once in a while they just do something completely unexpected. Out of the entire basement, she decides to jump <laughs> into that jersey and just fall down and then run away. Yeah, yeah. You got to wonder what's running Crazy. through their heads. Um, another thing I did want to mention, too, yeah. is I, I also have a product coming out uh, hopefully very soon this year. I think it will um, it will really kind of hone in on competitive players, but I, I think it's going to be something that the entire paintball community is going to be uh, you know, take advantage of from the, the rec side from the scenario side to the competitive side. And I, I think there's nothing on the market like it at the moment. And um, just kind of keep an eye out. And we appreciate uh, us being the five testers for you as well. Yeah, so just send us a show behind the bunker.com and uh, whatever product you're asking. Are, you, we'll, are you not going to tell us what it is or just? Well, no, I can't. Not yet. <laughs> oh. I, I'm almost, I'm about this close about getting, uh, getting probably a patent pending uh, stamp. And then once that happens, because I know, uh, unfortunately, how the, the world works is as soon as you get a good idea out in the uh, ethos, a lot of people have good ideas to take it. So I'm trying to uh, keep it uh, down the low as much as possible. But I mean, I've, I've had people already say it's it's so stupidly simple. It's one of those like, why didn't I think of that? So um, and it's a problem we've all had. Uh, angel so eyes. Just, what's that? Angel eyes. You're bringing them back. <laughs> You're going to bring back Close. the angel eyes. Okay. Close. <laughs> but I would actually I'd love for you guys to I'd love to, uh, you know, maybe hook up a sponsorship with you guys and be able to promote it and just kind of do it across all paintball platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can certainly, uh, we can certainly chat. As you see, we do well for our sponsors. We even make it sound organic. I know you thought we were reading to you specifically. <laughs> that's how all I didn't of see our, one piece of paper. No, that's all of our, <laughs> all of our listeners, all of our viewers. They think we're reading to them directly. So that's the, that's the memory that we have. It's soothing. We do, we do um, bedtime stories as well. If you want, we can read you. Good night, Toledo, or whatever. Nice. I just want you to. I want you to yell the entire time you're doing the read. <laughs> okay. There you go. I know we're getting a little long, but I do want to say uh, special hellos in uh, the YouTube world. Uh, Effie is joining us again. Our friend from Turkey. Uh, just oh mentioning yeah, I he, saw that. He's oh. having some uh, some challenges in Turkey uh, with his field. It looks like it either got blown away or or decommissioned. Oh, uh, no. So good luck to you, my friend. Uh, in in wasn't in, Effie though playing on a rooftop yeah, paintball it was a, it was, field? It was a rooftop uh, on top of a, like a skyscraper. Yeah. Oh, That's pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, he showed us uh, or talked about that when we when we were doing that. Nice to see you. Uh, nice to see uh, Josh Zubizabrikis uh, in the live chat and everybody else. Um, sorry, we've been so enthralled with Carl in 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 our Studio B. We haven't really interacted with our chat as much as we normally do tonight. So for the, for that, Gavin apologizes, but hopefully we'll be better at it next yeah, week. It's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, stay tuned um, later on this evening when I rewatch us and rewind, and then I comment afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, George Hay gets the final uh, comment of the night. He says, Will, behind the bunker, record an answering machine for me. Message yes, for me. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We'd love to. Yep. Um, all right. What we're going to do, uh, Carl, is we're going to end our live stream on Facebook. We're going to continue to broadcast on YouTube and record our after show. So if you're cool to stick around with us, please do. And yeah. uh, for those as of you guys. I, as long as you guys can deal with me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're you're I've got a small not... window of tolerance and you haven't crossed that yet. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting close to <laughs> You are. Um so thank you to all you guys watching us on Facebook right now. If you want to head over, we're gonna to continue to broadcast on YouTube and record our podcast extra. So if you guys are listening to us on our podcast, don't go anywhere, even though it sounds like we're signing off. We're not. But uh thank you to all of you guys in Facebook. Uh, make sure you hit that like and maybe even share it on your way out. That would be uh, super great. So thanks to uh, Matt, Gavin, Joe, and everyone uh, that was on the show tonight. Thank you to Carl. We'll see you guys over on YouTube. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. All right. So here we go, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is our Gavin podcast after show, after show, after show, <laughs> after show. And if you're listening to this in podcast forum, you don't see how annoyed I am right now. I don't know what the hell Todd did all day, but he's got all these new toys and he wants to new use buttons. every graphic every minute in graphic detail. Absolutely. I can't wait till Braille comes out. <laughs> it's harmless. It's harmless. So, ladies and gentlemen, we still have Carl with us. Uh, he didn't get fed up and, and leave. He he did stick around, so he that's awesome. He can't find the leave button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do I end he's, this thing? He's stuck. We cyber hacked <sighs> his computer, so he's stuck with us until we go off the air. Uh, yeah. Um, little off-topic conversation about um, TikTok. First of all, we showed Sandbaggers tonight. Make sure you give Sandbaggers a follow uh, uh, on TikTok. Uh, also, give us a follow. Our numbers are, after three weeks, we're now up to almost 400. How's that? That's pretty good. Yeah. And all I have to do is do half-naked booty booty dances. Um, Can you do one now? I, I will. One thing I will tell you is I found a new TikTok, and I understand why people are so addicted. Guys called Cart Narks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow this guy for years. Do you really? Yes. Carl, do you know the, do you know who Cartnark is? I okay, do not have He's a guy. Good well, you don't even need to. Just a random to, dude. So it's this guy who goes to like a Walmart parking lot or Home Depot and he watches for people that put their shopping cart and kind of kick it to the curb and then are ready to drive away. And what he does is uh inst- you know, he goes and says, "Hey, why didn't you put the cart back into the corral?" and he throws mm-hmm. a magnet on the guy's car. Uh, saying like cartnarks, cartnarks, <laughs> blah 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 blah, and some videos even throws like a magnetic flag on their car, so when they're driving away, they they get shamed. And most times than not, it it, it comes very close to fist fights. But then he kind of backs off. I just find it very entertaining. I quite I, enjoy when he blocks their <laughs> car in with that cart. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> so they'll go they in their car reverse. to drive away, and he'll take the cart and put it in the back of it, and 
why do I find that so amusing? I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of different, I'm trying to find another word that's on content genre. Content creators? You know, different different sort of contents and, and cart narcs is something that I've really enjoyed. Now that I've liked it, now it only thing that shows up on my- It's all my shopping carts. It's the title. Yes. Cart narcs. I think you just like to say cart narcs. Yeah. Cart narcs. Um, Where are we going with this? I don't know. Okay. I, I, I just wrote it down. I want. I wanted to say something. You wrote too. it down. You so wrote you didn't it down. You it wanted down. to say cart narcs. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that people will go like them on TikTok and and then remember that I told them and then come back and give us a like on TikTok. Yeah, that'll happen. Maybe the cart narcs will share it. Yeah. Yes. I okay. So don't get into the TikTok realm. Um, I stayed off for a long time, and now I'm on it. I I see what the addiction is. Uh, Matt's holding out to the bitter end. Um, but if you get someone's phone, go on TikTok and just start scrolling, it's like two and a half hours of time you'll never get back. Oh, it's a time <laughs> suck. Oh yeah, am, for sure. I am training for ADD because I can only take information in like thirty second bites now. Yeah. Right. Well, I get annoyed when I get onto a TikTok and it's like a minute or two minutes long. And I don't thank have that God, kind of time of my day. I know. Like, I either scroll by or I'll, or if I actually find it interesting, I'll scroll the thing across and, and like, speed it up I'll to fast forward. Fast forward it. It. That's <laughs> something I wish Instagram would have would have done on all of their videos. Make it so you can, like, drag and scroll it past. But uh, TikTok, that's, that's where they get the win right there. Yeah. I also, <laughs> yeah. So I spend way too much time on it as well. Yeah. What, what social media platforms are you on, Carl? So, uh... I enjoy, I'm going to sound like such an old man. So I enjoy documentaries and, um, but I like, I like Instagram. I have the, you know, certain people that I follow through Instagram and I'm on Facebook here and there, mostly messenger, but, um, you know, YouTube, Instagram and Facebook, you know, pretty much the originals. I, I, the older I get and the more stuff I get interested in that I want to do, the less interested I get into like wanting to continue to scroll through stuff because it's just yeah. endless um i will which say makes it a real real problem i will say facebook has one thing going for it in that if you are involved in a certain sport or group they've got really good just groups where you can belong to right um support yeah. groups or or whatnot and i find that information very helpful and if i you know there's there's one that i belong to that uh is a tech tech site and uh, I had some questions and uh, within minutes I had answers and not just one, it was like a whole ton and people are very happy to spread their knowledge so you get good information on there. And it's not it's not like the old chat forums used to be, like I'm not throwing PB Nation under the bus, but anything like a PB Nation, those old chat forums, people were just jackasses. Oh yeah, it was the Wild yeah. West. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is, this is what I think the internet is and, and social media in general. I think it's a mall made of glass rooms and glass doors with mail slots that you can you you can write your little comments in your sections and put them in the mail slot but everybody's wearing a mask like over their face so you don't know who anybody is yeah but everybody can see everybody else and everybody can interact but there's these little rooms that are made of glass and everybody can, it's, it's funny it's you just, say that because i okay i went on to facebook or whatever it's called metaverse I went and researched the metaverse. I watched a couple of videos to see how you get in, what's involved, all that sort of stuff. I went to a site and got into one of them and it is super lame. It is like you just said, but you're in a cartoon with bad graphics, walking around, looking at nothing. It's like what the internet used to be when it very first started um, mm. and there was really nowhere to go. Um, and there were people like, 
okay, I'm insulting myself by saying this too, but there were idiots in there just standing there walking around like I was. And it was hundreds of people. And that was just one uh, room in the metaverse, right? Uh, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people are going on there every day to find things. And I know you can, you know, Josh was saying last week, you could buy real estate, you can buy non-tangible things there. <laughs> fungible. Fungible, thank you. Um, I don't know. I, I, I Maybe it'll become Sounds something, like but... I don't know. But this online world, Facebook, anything, like, you know, whatever the platform is, what it's done yeah. is it's conditioned people. Actually, you know what? People comment, you talked about the whole mail slot thing, right? And people say whatever they want, uncensored, but I'll think of the consequences of their, of their words, of their actions. There's a lot of dudes who make a lot of comments who have never been punched in the face before. <laughs> yeah. That, just the, yeah. There's, you know, like, in, I don't know if you play video games, like online, <laughs> online's very much the same thing, right? It's just a lot of dudes who make a lot of comments who have never been punched in the face, and they're going <laughs> to, there's going to be a rude awakening. <laughs> well, it's a tough argument, too, because, you know, a lot of us grew up with, without the internet or without having social media. So to make an argument with somebody who grew up with it, or who has nothing, they know nothing else besides that. It's like, it's arguing with somebody to where, um, you, here, why do you want to be in this world where you can be wherever you want, be whatever you want, and enjoy yourself the entire time? Or you can be in the real world where you're not handed everything and nothing, you know, things happen where they don't go to plan and you have to feel and you have to make decisions and have actual consequences. Carl, you just triggered me. Exactly. I feel you know, offended. It's just, I feel cornered. <laughs> that, but that's the thing. It's like that, I think that's the biggest argument, right? So people want to be in these in the metaverse, or they want to be on these social medias because it's it's their bliss, it's their it's their non non bias area to where they can kind of be whoever they want and to where they feel welcomed and wanted, um, where everybody else is trying to drag them to the real world. It's like, what choice are you going to make? Well, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with ha with connection. I mean, we're all hardwired for connection. That's that, that's the human experience, right? And so, if you find your, if you, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? You, if you find your niche within whatever, Ooh, I like that. whatever, whatever, that's pretty good. Whatever your vibe right. attracts your tribe. I didn't invent it, but I'll <laughs> copyright Gavin this evening. Pretty good. Uh, like right? a so, yeah, you know, but you're, you, it, that's, again, it's it's artificial, right? And then how much time you spend in that artificial world? Uh, it's all it's how all these apps are 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 programmed. Uh, for that dopamine fix, right? You're, yeah. what, what you, you know, it's that instant gratification and that's that yeah. constant gratification. Uh, but you're right, you know, there's a big disconnect in terms of your feels, right? Yeah. And so when you don't have adver you have adversity in your real life, you don't have to deal with it. You can escape in terms of apps and, and now the metaverse, right? So, you know, your life may be really, really shitty in real life. You don't want to fix it because now you're a superhero in the metaverse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a great there's a great uh, show called Black Mirror on Netflix. They we we watched one episode last night. My daughter had to watch it for homework, so we watched it with her. And essentially, the premise of the show is your financial well being is now your social uh, rating. So you know, people walk oh, around yeah. interacting with people, and the higher they get on their 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 numbers, their rating the higher their social status is, the higher they're, they're valued. And, uh, you know, they're now front of the line instead of, you know, and, if, and, and, you know, they get the better things, they get to move into bigger houses, better things. And it's how fake people are and how, you know. There was an app like that a while ago called Clout. 
And it yes. was to take all your various social medias and put them together and give you well, a I score. I remember that. And yes. it, it would give you a score. And the theory, behind, the theory behind it was you could take it to hotels and restaurants. Yeah. And if you had a high clout score, then they would yeah. theoretically give you a discount or something like that. Or I, remember chasing, I remember chasing clout, uh, clout points. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I do too. So essentially, that was what the documentary was about. And at the end, uh, I won't give you, it Joe. away, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Have a watch of that. Yeah, I don't know how Clout got their algorithm. It's kind of like Google. How do you get theirs? Like, it was a pretty protected secret. But if it was such a something, why did it go away? Or It may, may have been ahead before its time. Yeah. Well, everyone's an influencer now. Yeah. You have, a, you have an Instagram page. I'm an influencer. Give me something for free. Yeah. Well, if you've got, if you've got in, influencer status like Mr. Markowski here does... Yeah. Um, you know, all, all of us podcasters, I mean, we are, uh, you know, we're at the top echelon of, uh, yeah. Paintball <laughs> podcast. <laughs> all I have is a, uh, is a platform. My opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a cat that matters. You have a cat. I have a cat. Yeah, that's true. But she's kind of, <laughs> I have a dog too. So I'm like, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm like 50, 50. Yeah. I don't Half know. Half cat person. Cats are useless. I've had them before. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm scorned now. You presently have one as well. I know. <laughs> make sure you Make sure you feed it. Useless. <laughs> I don't know. I like dogs. At least they, you know, you call their name, they come, they don't look at you and walk away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a cat has no, you know, we have an expression when you're trying to, uh, you know, motivate young children to do things or, or, or move people along that aren't listening. It's called herding cats. And yeah. That, that's an expression for a reason. So, yeah, um, Carl, thanks for coming on the show tonight. We're gonna we're gonna end in a few minutes. We're running low on or late on uh, our, our podcast here. Yeah, no worries. Uh, but I hope you had fun. We we try to incorporate you into the show and also learn a little bit about you. And it's you know, it's, what, uh, what's your? Do you have a real job like a a, a normal job, a grown up job, a grown up job as we call it? Yeah. So I I just recently started working for a company called Schwann's. It's a, uh, a frozen food delivery service, and I'm a I'm a route sales rep for them. Oh, wonderful. nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's all right. I, I get home a little later than what I'd like to, uh, but it's right now it's just paying the bills. But I'm hoping for some of the products that I have coming out uh, to kind of open up some doors and opportunities to come yeah, into yeah. like product development and whatnot. So, so if um, I needed some jalapeno poppers, could you get me yeah, a case? I, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, Carl. Good for you because we talk a lot about the good old days of world cup and we cite the disney uh, the scenario where world cup when it was at disney they had an entire vendor row of people that had you know that weren't the big guys they were guys that mm -hmm. came out with a niche product or a couple of niche products and that was one of our favorite vendor areas you'd want you'd be able to walk up and down and find things you've never seen before or add-ons you can buy for your guns or whatever but that's yeah. one thing our sport doesn't really have anymore. You know, we've got our three or four big companies and that's awesome. But, you know, we don't see like, you know, we don't see those small companies. And you look at like Ed from Exalt. He started small. He started in a 10 by 10 tent. And now look at him. He's He's got a great setup. He's got great products. He's got a yeah. great product catalog. So, I mean, hopefully there'll be more people like that. Maybe that's, maybe that'll happen for you. Well, I think a lot of it now is, you know, markers aren't really set up right now to be accessorized. No. Right. I mean, we used to have the ASCs used to be changed out. The the inlines used to be changed out. There used to be all kinds of different things you could throw on them. Now it's very much like 
if you get an LV, what do you get? I mean, what are you going to do to it? You know, you can't with yeah. the inline uh, or the uh, the gas through and a bunch of everything else. Everything not it's not made to be tinkered with. It's just yeah. made to be used as is. Which to planets and and everybody else's uh, point is like it's great because it's all inclusive. Like everything's amazing. You know, everybody got to that point. Um, but yeah, with with what I have coming out, I'm really hoping to see it uh, at least one in everybody's gear bag uh, by next season, and and I'm, I'm like I said, I just not only just tournament players, but like scenario and and big game and everybody who uh, you know who I think would uh, be able to use it. We're, that's it. interesting. You'll have to fill us in a little more when when things get closer. Is it a rain sleeve? okay well that's too bad that was a great thing let's take some heat shrink put a logo on it and sell it as uh rain sleeves there you go yeah all right carl Carl, one more time uh why don't you give everybody our listeners uh a quick shout to how we can get a hold of you and uh and listen to your stuff yeah you can catch me on all the uh all the the podcast platforms uh the playing on podcast i have a website the playing on podcast.com i have my merch store episodes are on there um you can subscribe to the email uh you can get a hold of me on social media carl markowski and uh yeah ask me anything i'm an open book and you know i just i enjoy doing shows like this and and seeing different perspectives and and having different opinions on things i think it's great i think it's what's needed um in in all aspects of uh the world just conversations in general right there are no other shows like this come on this is the very, this is, very this, unique. <laughs> unique. There you go. All never, right. Never copied or imitated. Uh, Carl, thank you for being on the show, my friend. Uh, stay on the line. We'll, we're, we're just going to say goodbye. Gavin? Always great to be here, folks. And I sincerely appreciate everybody's contribution in the chat forum, both in the YouTube world and the Facebooks. And uh, you know where you'll find us next week, Monday, 8.05-ish on Facebook first, then sliding over to YouTube. And then uh, if you are not... Uh, you can just download us in the podcast and listen to us wherever you are. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, Joe Kimson, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight to a Beautiful Behind the Bunker. It's Garbage Night in Canada, or especially Cambridge tonight. Thanks very much. Don't forget to send in your answers or your questions to Questions Time so Gavin can put them in his sack. Yeah, hey, you can even send in answers, and we'll try to guess the questions. Ooh, I like that I better. like that. New segment on the show. Answer time. Answer time. Thank you, guys. My name has been Todd Ansich. We'll see you guys uh, next week. And if you... Uh, <laughs> Always a has-been. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and if you get a chance, download the podcast.